All right. Here hey we there. are in the Nexus. We are in the Nexus. Uh, due to uh, technical difficulties beyond our control, um, this will be an abbreviated podcast. Um, but we're going to jump right away. We're going to jump into um, our predictions for the NFL playoffs coming up. Even though the field's not set, we're about two weeks away from the conclusion of the regular season. Uh, so we are going to uh, start that with, I, I guess, let's let's Sorry. look at the field that is already set and uh, and determine what we think about that. Uh, by the way, welcome welcome to the Nexus. Good to good to hear from you, my friend. Nick, it's good to be in the Nexus. It's uh, some new furniture in here. How was your uh, Christmas? By the way, it was great. It was very relaxed, very chill. Uh, got a pair of Chewbacca Crocs. Um, got a really cool Star Wars action figure book. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty. I'm all set. Well, that's uh, that's very very interesting. Uh, so tell me. <laughs> I was about to say, tell me about those Crocs. <laughs> but well. I think I'd rather hear. I think I'd rather hear about the. I'd rather hear about the action figure. So this is this is called the uh, this is the Ar- the vintage collection archive. So this is the collection um, done by Kenner and Hasbro that came out uh, covers really from the late '90s through current time, and this focuses solely on the four and a half inch action figures um, <clears throat> that they've made over the last twenty years or so. Wow. Okay. Which is great because I, you know, I love, I love the action figures. I don't particularly, I'm not someone who needs to own every action figure. But what I like about a book like this is like it gives you all the different views and shows you all the little unique features of each one. Which that's that's all I really need to see. And some of them I like, I'm like, oh, you know, I'd really like to have that one. Um, but I'm not someone who collects to. Uh, I rarely collect anything to get to an end, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Collection for collection's sake. Right. Uh, I did it's get a more, pretty... Yours is yours is more so it's kind of like my my view on hot sauce. Is I really like hot sauce, but I like not because I just want to try and burn myself. Right. I like the flavor of certain hot sauces, and I believe that they add to the taste of my food. But I'm not going to eat a hot sauce just because I think it's going to burn my mouth off. Exactly. I'm not going to buy an action figure just to have. The complete set. Right, mm-hmm. yeah, right. I'm not going to buy an action figure to leave it in its uh, original packaging. Well, I did get mm-hmm. a really cool, um, you familiar with Funko Pop? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did get a really cool um, <coughs> Indiana Jones um, Raiders of the Lost Ark one where he's running away from the boulder. Yes, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. So yeah, I'd like to see uh, maybe maybe a link later on to this uh, this this book that you've received. Sure, absolutely. It's a really cool um it's an expensive book, um, mm-hmm. but I would say it's well worth. Uh, I think it was about seventy-five bucks. Wow. Okay. So textbook um, prices. Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. hardcover. It's just it's really it's it's a nice, nice curated collection of the figures. Great. Like I said, really cool. Going into the details of you can see how they've evolved over the last twenty-five years and and how they improved on the you know on the original figures. Um, you know, small details, things things as kids that you know we would appreciate. Um, you know, you would just get this one Luke Skywalker figure, and he came with a yellow lightsaber in the arm. Mm-hmm, like for, mm-hmm. ex- <coughs> for example, they have um, <coughs> sorry, there's a figure in here called Luke Skywalker Death Star Escape, which I think is really cool. 
because he comes with the white utility belt that he put on after they get out of the dumpster. Yep. And he also has a grappling hook too, which I think is pretty cool. Nice. Okay. Now, uh, the, I think the question that all of our uh, Star Wars geekdom fans would want to know is, is Grand Moff Tarkin in this book? I would guess he isn't here. Um, that's a good question. I do have a Grand Moff Tarkin figure, so let's see here. Does the figure actually look like Peter Peter Crushing? Well, you know that yeah, there's a Grand Moff Tarkin's page ninety eight. I will tell you in just a second. Um, well, one I meant the, the things... one. I meant the one that you actually have. Does he look? Oh uh, like... yeah, it does. It does. I'm curious. Yeah, this is not the one I have. Um, but yeah, it looks just like him. It, it talks about in here how they um, they made a much be better effort over the years to make the figures actually look like actual figures. There's the the print the original Princess Leia, which I forgot, which I had, and you probably did as a kid. Uh, the original Princess Leia Kenner figure is known as Monkey Face <laughs> <laughs> because now. It's, Go ahead, go ahead. Because it's so, it, it looks nothing like her. Um, so, and, uh, do you remember the transition from the original small-headed Han Solo to the big-headed Han Solo? Uh, you talking about the the original Star Wars figure? Or? Yes, yes. No, I'm not sure. Um, that sounds familiar. So, you need to look up Han Solo in your little book. Okay. Because it, you're saying it, you're saying this book has the progression of the figures. Uh, yeah, sometimes it, it does. It's not like a, it'll have like a, it'll know like okay, in this in this original figure it had this, but I will take a look. I'll look under Han Solo right now. Oh, let's see what I can find here. Okay, that's Yavin ceremony. That's not it. Hmm. I like it. It also has it broken down in the back where I'm looking. It has it broken down by movie, uh -huh. um, mm -hmm. which I think is cool. So we're talking about that would be from A New Hope? Yes. So there is a 1975 Han Solo. And then there is a 1978 Han Solo. And if you look at the heads of the Han Solos, they are vastly different. Do you see that in there? I don't see that in there. Um, oh, yeah, so, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yep. So you see it now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a little bit weird. Because uh, you've, got, you've, got, you've got the very small, like, BB-sized head. Han Solo, and then you've got that guy that looks like he's got some sort of sickness, and his head is expanding. Uh, Giganticism. <laughs> Once yes. again, comes up in the Nexus. Yes. So, anyway. Well, okay. Well, I think that was a great segue into uh, the AFC-NFC playoff picture. So, let's start with, uh, with the AFC. So, we have, we have two teams that are uh, already have already uh, have already clinched their 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 buys or not their buys but clinched their uh, their playoff appearances. Uh, that would be the Baltimore Ravens and the Miami Dolphins. Uh, 
The Cleveland Browns are almost all but a certainty to get in, as are the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, in spite of their loss uh, this past week. There's and a way that we have. There's a there's a realistic way Cleveland could make the number one seed. <clears throat> yes. Yes. Um, because the Dolphins and the Ravens have to play each other. And that would benefit Cleveland if it is indeed the Dolphins that come away victorious from that, I believe. Am, am, I, am I correct there? Yes. Okay. So let's go ahead and make the assumption that 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 the 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 that we already know the Ravens and the Dolphins are in, the Browns are probably in, the Chiefs are probably in. On the cusp, we have the the Bills and the Jaguars, uh, and a little bit further out are the Colts and the Texans, and then on the very fringe are the Bengals and the Steelers. So, uh, it's safe to say that the Jags, even if they win the division, the Jags are going nowhere. They have been horrible lately. Yeah, well, and uh, isn't uh, Trevor Lawrence now hurt? Yeah, he's been terrible anyway. Yeah, so I believe that that they're probably probably not going anywhere. Um, so Considering that, who do, who do you, let's 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 not let's not extend this for too long because we're we're trying to do a potpourri tonight in the uh, nexus and not uh, just focusing singularly on the uh, on our playoff predictions. But let's go ahead. Who's going to be in the AFC Championship? I think it's going to be. Let me. I need to look at the potential matchups here, but um, let's see. Tells me okay. No, that's not. Doesn't tell me okay. I'm gonna say uh, AFC Championship game. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm gonna go Buffalo and Baltimore. Although I'd like to see Miami and Buffalo. Okay. Okay. I don't have a tremendous amount. Of, this is this to me could be one of those years too, where even Cleveland, even if they're like a six seed, I could see Cleveland. And Flacco just coming out of nowhere. Yeah. I, I think the Chiefs are pretty much just lame ducks at this point. I don't see Jacksonville going anywhere. I don't see Indianapolis having nearly enough firepower to make any noise. Yep. Um, I refuse to yeah. put the Texans in there because they're, they're, the, they're the South Carolina Carolinians. Uh, so... Uh, Although we I, should I, be, just, we yeah. we should pull for the Steelers because uh, their quarterback is from Rock Hill. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. But uh, I just I don't I can't. What is the third I can't school see in Rock is... Hill? What's the what? There, there's the third school in Rock Hill. There was Northwestern South Rock Point. Hill, South Point. South Point. Mm-hmm. That was built after you, you and I were gone. Um, right. It. Uh, it might have been under, under construction as I was finishing up, but yeah. So okay, so you're gonna say you're saying the Ravens and the Bills. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, I'm, I believe that I'm gonna say the Dolphins. I'm gonna say the Dolphins. I'm gonna say the Dolphins and the Bills. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Uh, now, as the last two weeks of the season play out, we may find ourselves in a state where 
that's not a possible matchup <laughs> right. for one of our, one or both of us. But uh, we'll we'll just we'll we'll leave it where it lies. And we've got so, we've got Dolphins Ravens coming up this weekend. Right. Yes. So in the NFC, uh, we have four teams that have locked up uh, playoff berths. That would be the 49ers, um, the Detroit Lions, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Dallas Cowboys are locks. Um, reasonably good chance of getting in for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, decent chance also for the Los Angeles Rams and the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, f- hiding out pretty far away are the Packers, the Vikings, and the Saints are, the Saints are really a long shot, but uh, Vikings and the Packers have to play each other, I believe it's this weekend, and uh, the Saints actually, if the, if the Saints win out, they'll win the AFC, the NFC South, which is horrible, uh, Saints have been abysmal to watch, I, pretty much this is, this is set, this is the way I see this going, um, Tampa Bay will beat Dallas. And the reason why I say that is because Dallas is like one in four against teams above 500 this year. They're mm-hmm. like one in four, one in five on the road. Mm-hmm. Dallas doesn't get a home playoff game. They're they're in trouble. Um, yeah. I think that the Rams are the hot team. Uh, I think they could certainly beat Detroit. Well, the interesting is that last game of the regular season is the Rams and the and the Niners. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. I think the Eagles would beat the Seahawks, uh-huh. but I think so. If the Eagles are two, that would put them against. Let's see, lowest seed would be a six. We go to San Francisco, and then the Eagles would play Tampa Bay uh, in Philadelphia, setting up, I believe. I'm going to go for a Philadelphia-LA Rams NFC Championship game in Philadelphia. Okay. Because I just cannot believe in the 49ers. I just, I keep getting, I keep getting told every week by ESPN how great Dallas and San Francisco are. And I keep hearing how bad Philadelphia is. How can San Francisco be so great 11-4 and Philadelphia be so bad 11-4? I just don't. Philadelphia's won 11 right. of 15 games. And I know that yeah. they're not like, you know, if you look at the game that was played last night against the Giants, did you watch the game? Uh, bits and pieces. You, you, you know, the, the interception that hurts through the tight end slips. Mm-hmm. The goofy play, the fumble on the kickoff, self-inflicted wounds. You take away those two plays... That game probably would have been 44-10 Eagles. Right. It was one of those games that was close, but without that long pass, which was a, a bad play by the Eagles to give that up, that, that game wasn't, wasn't nearly as close as people say it was. Or even as what we saw. Anyway, I'm just saying, I, I think that the Niners and the Cowboys, um, they have a record similar to the Eagles, but seem to be being placed well above the Eagles. Okay, so you're saying Eagles-Rams. Good Eagles-Rams, yeah. I'm going to go Eagles-Lions. Okay. I'm going to go Eagles-Lions. And so if you have 
Eagles, Rams versus and Bills. Uh, who's in the Super Bowl? Uh, I, th- I like I said, I think this is going to be a strange year. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go Bills, Rams. Bills, Rams. Okay. And uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Lions, Bills. Lions, Bills. And who is going to be your Super Bowl champ? Uh, I think, <clears throat> let's see. I'm just going Rams. I just have that. I'm, I'm, I'm buying what they're, what they got going on right now. I'm a Matthew Stafford guy. He went, he went to Georgia. So if, if the Bills are making the Super Bowl, are you watching this game with Mike Bono? <laughs> no. Or is he so far removed from New York that uh, – uh, I think he's I think he's a Jacksonville Jaguars fan now or something. Really? No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm assuming he's still a Buffalo fan. I haven't talked to Mike Bono. Shout out to Mike Bono. I haven't talked to him in quite some time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let's, say, let's, let's dial him in right now. I'm gonna say uh, yeah. Well, let's use that technology. Uh, but we've got to get that caller off the other line. Um, I'm no. gonna say Stan from Travelers Rest still on hold. I'm going to say, ladies and gentlemen, you you heard it here first on the Nexus, 9.35 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, in the Nexus, where time is really irrelevant, but this is December 26th, 2023, for wherever you are, that this is the year that the suffering ends in Motown. Wow. Detroit Lions, your world champions. I'd be okay gonna, with that. I don't have any uh, any problem with the Lions. I'm gonna I'm gonna that, go ahead. That'd be that'd be one of those cool things too, where that trade would have worked out for both sides. Uh, you know, Rams get a Super Bowl, Stafford Lions get a Super Bowl, Golf. That'd be a that'd be interesting. And I I don't discount the fact that Golf has that Super Bowl experience. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, how many? Uh... I'm, I'm just. I'm going to go ahead and. I'm going to go out and say, I'm, I, I consider myself a, a fan, a Lions fan. I'm going to be a fan. So, I might have some Lions paraphernalia by the time by the time the playoffs start. That's what I'm going to do. I'm committing to it, right here, right now. So, thoughts, feelings. Yes, that's correct. Very strongly. Okay. Good. Okay. Actually, okay. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna run out of the room for a second. Mm-hmm. Put my headset down. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to ask you to fill this dead air for by yourself for a minute. Can you do that? Of course. I will be right back. Okay. So I'm gonna just jump right in. Fans, while Steve is gone, we're going to uh, look at uh, the potential scores for these matchups. And Steve said that he believes it's going to be uh, the Rams and Bills in the Super Bowl, and I said the Lions and Bills. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say that Steve's final score for that Rams-Bills matchup would likely be a score of 34 to 26. 34 to 26 is going to be his score in, uh, with the uh, victory going to the Rams. And I'm going to say 
that the final score when Detroit plays the Bills, which is the reality that what's going to happen in the Super Bowl, uh, the final score is going to be uh, Detroit Lions 56, uh, Buffalo Bills 6. So 56 to 6 will be the final score of the Super Bowl in which the Lions will emerge victorious. Uh, Your Super Bowl MVP will, of course, be Jared Goff because he's going to hurl uh, seven touchdowns, no interceptions. He's going to throw for 416 yards uh, total. Uh, The Detroit offense is going to grind out uh, a total of 642 yards for the game. Uh, and the Detroit defense is going to go on full lockdown mode. They are going to give up a total of 84 yards for the whole matchup. And it's going to be a tremendous outing. Uh, so um, I look forward to the silver and blue of the Lions being hoisted high in Motown uh, during the victory parade, which has been a long long time coming uh, for the city of Detroit. And I think that we are going to, uh, to be uh, beneficiaries of one of the greatest victory parades uh, history has ever known. It, it will probably rival Caesar's return from the Gaelic Wars. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, you predicted that the Rams were going to beat the Bills 34 to 26. Okay. Um, and I predicted that the Lions were going to beat the Bills 56 to 3. So, so that's going to be, that's going to be okay. your Super Bowl score. So, um, so anyway. Uh, all right. So I hope everything's okay. Uh, I think that the fans were, were, are going to be highly pleased with what they just heard. It was. Uh, I, I can't was, wait to go back to the twenty-minute mark and uh, listen to the the ninety seconds that I missed. It was it was one of the better segments I feel like we've had in the Nexus. <laughs> so, so, anyway, now I want to go back to something that we discussed prior to the technical difficulties. I want to give a little bit more, go a little bit more into detail on the idea of the reverse transition between. So, you know. I think we, we talked about before and we've talked about many times on this podcast, uh, live, uh, real life entertainers, real life athletes, real life, uh, professional, something, whatever, uh, making the transition to, to cartoons. You know, we've talked about, uh, Mr. T, uh, I believe earlier, uh, today you were talking about, uh, that you've been watching some episodes of the old GI Joe cartoon and how Sergeant Slaughter became a cartoon, Sergeant Slaughter from WWF, uh, days, um, glory days in the eighties. And, uh, you know, of course we have the Scooby-Doo movies that often featured real life guest stars like, uh, Jerry Reed, Sandy Duncan, Laurel and Hardy, uh, people like that. Uh, or was it? Yeah. Laurel and Hardy. Um, Hardy. And uh, so I think the question I would like to ponder here is what could we do? uh, What what would be some things, some some stars of the of the uh, of the cartoon reels that you would like to see inserted into real life context and in what way? And so so, for example, let's just say, uh, for example, um. Let's say we had Shaggy Doo 
as a uh, a wrestling manager, or like we we I think we've discussed before, Destro or Cobra Commander as a wrestling manager or as a tag team, you know, or um, maybe a. You know, a uh, series of the the West Wing where Kit Fisto is the president. Yes. Yes. I like the sound of that. Okay, so keep going down this road. Um, <laughs> how do how do we? Uh, could you have as a as a guest star on Blue Bloods Snake Eyes? See, Snake Eyes is more of a Grey's Anatomy character. Hmm, okay. okay. A lot of drama there. Yeah, okay. So, you know, he comes in, he's all banged up, something's disoriented, something's not right, but he, so can't, he really, can't speak. We're, we're, talking about, we're talking about crossovers instead of, like, you know, uh, like, it would it would have been great to see, like, a, 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 we saw Tom Selleck and, and uh, Jim Rockford together on the Rockford Files. But, man, wouldn't it have been great if Jim Rockford could have found his way to Hawaii? For an episode of Magnum PI, it would have been, it would have been, but 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 you're 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 still you're, you're focusing on real life people. Now, would it not have been awesome if uh, Jim Rockford on Rockford Files could have solved a crime with the assistance of Scrappy Doo or Jim the Anvil Nightheart? Again. Real life character. You 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 seem to be not understanding. Could Jim the night Jim? <laughs> could Jim Nightheart come to the ring in Speed Buggy? Speed Buggy was such a Scooby Doo ripoff. Yes, indeed, he was. He really a was. dog with a car. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know what one did? What did work for me was Jabberjaw. Oh, Jabberjaw was fantastic. Replacing the dog with a shark because mm-hmm. he was just a, amazing. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Agreed. Running on his little fins. So you seem to not really be taking up this challenge here. <laughs> I can't. I, I don't know if I like the challenge. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I don't know mm-hmm. that because I didn't like Sodden Slaughter being in both the animated and the real world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about Mr. T? The the Mr. T oh, we talked the Mr. T cartoon the absurdity of it uh, makes it great, mm-hmm. but uh, the reality of it, it's not not a good product. Mm-hmm. What about as a cereal? As a cereal, I mean, just Captain Crunch shaped like a T. Right, but is that a bad thing or a good thing? Do we do we view that? That's a good thing. I don't mind that. We're just, now we're talking about licensing, right? I mean, Smurf uh, Break Crunch. Smurf Break Crunch. Um, was fun to eat and was a very smurfy breakfast treat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However, wasn't it just really just crunch berries? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Smurf crunch is fun to eat. A very smurfy breakfast treat. Made by Smurfs so happily. Happily. That's right, see? So... I don't know. Just I'm, I'm I'm having some flashbacks. This feels like what we're going to refer to as the Night Ranger incident all over again. 
<laughs> we, 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 have, we may have to publish that along with this episode. I just, I can't, you know, I, I don't really, I don't really know what to do with this. I was, I was hoping for it. So, He-Man. Okay. You have to lead the way that you know a lot more Masters of the Universe than I do. Well, first of all, how does he feel about the Thundercats? He-Man? Mm-hmm. He-Man doesn't like the Thundercats. And why is that, Steve? Because Lionel is a hack. He truly is. He truly is. And He-Man he has... a sword and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what was that about? What was that about? I mean, you know, that's... I mean, that's taking Mr. T cereal too far. You know, that's like that's like coming out with Mr. T cereal and saying, "Hey, we're going to make him Captain T now, and we're going to change his title. We're going to we're going to brush that line right up against Captain Crunch." T Crunch. Yeah, we're going to disrespect T Crunch. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I just. Uh, so okay, so you 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 feel like you don't have anything to contribute to a to a He-Man conversation? No, I'm not saying that. I I don't know. I I really have to go back and rewatch some He-Man to, like I watched enough GI Joe where I was able to, you know, I know all the main characters. Uh, and as I watched, I was like, oh yeah, I, I, it's funny. I was watching, I'm like, ooh, looks like Destro and the Baroness just had something implied going on, but actually it was not implied at all. They had something going on. Um. But He Man, you know, I know, I know Orko and Man in Arms and Tila, um, Battle Cat. Um, he's called something else, right? Battle Cat. Well, he he's Cringer. Cringer, until, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lock. When, there's Lockjaw, Manny Faces, Trapjaw. Trapjaw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lockjaw is a Marvel Comics character. All the, all the bad guys have the same voice, <laughs> like, yeah. like in the Super Friends. Yes, but so, I, I would be hard pressed to name a like a, a plot of a single He-Man episode without going back and rewatching. I probably exactly. would remember them. Go, oh yeah, yeah, I remember this, but I'd have to, I'd have to dig well, a little deeper. Essentially, the plot would be Skeletor is trying to take over Eternia, much sense. like the plot of GI Joe is Cobra Commander and his cronies like Destro and Zartan are trying to destroy freedom. Did you feel like though like the sorceress and He Man just could have ended all this nonsense? Yes. Yes. I do. So let's well then let's let's shift to G.I. Joe because that, that seems to be where you are uh where you're in you're spending your time these days. So what's your uh what's your take on Yo Joe? Uh, overall, overall good. <laughs> um, an absolutely excellent, um, excellent commercial for the toys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting though that Cobra definitely always had the better weapons and vehicles. Yes. Um, well, so here's my question to you: Why does it always seem like the guns that they use are laser guns? They are laser guns. But, no one is no one is ever shot in the GI Joe. There are explosions, and you see people jumping out or wearing parachutes, but right, no one is but, ever killed or injured. But the guns that they have and the figures are like guns that were like 
issue, standard right. issue army right. stuff, you know, M16s for the Joes and I remember you know, even having a figure that I had like a machine gun that had a little stand thing you had to like pull out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was rock and roll. That was his code name. Machine blonde gunner. hair guy. Yeah. Had a blonde beard too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I had that one. Yeah. So in the band and the Chewbacca like bullet bandoliers across his chest. So, um, okay. So, so why then, why, why lasers on the show? I do not know that. Okay. Maybe it was easier okay. with the sound effects or easier to sell it for kids that it wasn't okay. bullets. Yeah. But there's, okay. there's an episode I watched where the, the, those cronies that worked for Azartan talked about like they're training the new Cobra recruits and they're telling them to use tracer bullets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, did, okay. I, I was, I, I remember, I didn't think about this, but I, I in my mind, all the Cobra guys had, like, red Cobra on their uniforms. But some of them had silver. Do you remember that? Yes. Was there a difference? I think in rank. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right, who, who is, who's your favorite Joe besides Shipwreck? I know you have a real <laughs> fondness for him and his open-shirtedness. I was kind of like an alpine. It's like the African American mountain climber guy. Okay. Um, uh, I liked uh, well, when the Native American guy was. Oh, yeah. I forgot that guy. Um, what was his name? Tracker? Was that it? No. Huh. I did not like the. the uh, the karate guy who was Asian, who was like a stunt man and kind of joined G.I. Joe by accident. And he talked like John Wayne. Uh, <laughs> I did not like that character. Um, so many of them were just like, just, just slightly different versions of a voice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Snake Eyes is pretty good. Snake Eyes and Shipwreck were always good together. Yeah. Um, for I mean, I definitely was a huge Destro fan. Um, this is my, my problem with outside of does Zartan and Destro, like what special qualities did Major Blood or the Baroness possess? I don't know. I just yeah, don't and, know. I, and there's the answer. There is none. They're just yeah. kind of there. Yeah, very flat characters. Yeah. God, there's some really good laser rifle trooper. Flash. What's his code name? I had Flash. Yeah, I did too. Just some great, great figures. Grunt was the infantry guy. Rock and roll, Scarlet. Short fuse. Snake eyes. I will tell you that I, I prefer uh, Scarlet to Lady J. Agreed. Agreed. But yeah, for sure had Flash. Yep, he was very familiar. I forgot that you had to order Cobra Commander originally by mail. Hmm. Destro, Doc, Gung Ho, 
Major Blood. Snow Job. He was a good one. The Alpine Soldier, as well as Torpedo, the Seal. The Torpedo came with flippers. Huh. Yeah. I felt like G.I. Joe held up. This, the stories were fairly good. Uh, Cobra always had unique ways. I had totally forgotten about how, like, basically the twins, uh, Zaymont and Tomac, they uh-huh. they run they run the legitimate corporation that makes the money that backs Cobra. Duke was also a mail in. Hmm. But man, there's a lot of good ones. There's a good one. Recondo. Mutt. I I remember Recondo. I didn't like and there was there's there one called Bazooka, right? Yeah. Um, he wore like a football jersey. Spirit was the tracker. Yeah, Spirit. Spirit was cool. Um, the Kung Fu guy I did not like. Roadblock. Yeah. Oh, the mail-in that year was the... It seems like they had a mail-in every year. The third year was Hooded Cobra Commander. Which they don't they don't portray them in the movies as hooded because they feel like it looks too much like um, like yeah the clan yeah kind of like yep. the uh, Star Wars snowtrooper huh these are some great characters so uh, there's there's your old buddy shipwreck. So okay, we're we're having a good bit of dead air here <laughs> as we both peruse GI Joe action figures. And when we are we're uh, into our last few minutes here, so is there any trivia we need to discuss? You know, there is some trivia, but first, I need you to take ninety seconds and uh, you fill the the space. While okay. I run and do something. Okay. Well, thank you for tuning in to listening to the Nexus of Pop Culture and Cherry Road. Currently, I'm looking through a book of Star Wars action figures. 300 and some pages of delightful images of different action figures crossing all of the different films. Including all the way up to Rise of Skywalker, Solo... Um, Rogue One. I feel like you're still there, Scott. I feel like I can't hear you breathing. Also has some of the ships in here, too, that go along with the vintage collection, including the AT-AT, which I have a vintage Kenner one, but this has much more intricate insides to it, including a space for a speeder bike, which is actually really cool. There's a Scout Walker. I'm not a fan of Slave One. That was kind of a hardship to play with because of the way it doesn't orient itself the way you think it should fly. Pontons are cool. I've actually got one of those. It truly doesn't fly like you should, like it should fly. I, exactly. I really don't. You know, it, um, it. It was always. I always had trouble with that because I wanted it to fly like long ways. Flat. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't. Yeah. 
So, our uh, our Mike Schmidt trivia question tonight has been brought to you by the good folks at Lilford's, our friends at Bluetooth and the Internet, and the South Carolina Department of Employment and Workforce. <sighs> so t- 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 tonight, tonight, uh, our our question uh, is a two-parter. Okay. Um, our first question is, what was the name of the scout who signed Mike Sch- Mike Schmidt to uh, his Alan, contract with the Philadelphia Phillies? Alan Rubenstein uh, is the name that comes to mind. Oh, so close. It was Tony Lucadella. Tony Lucadella. Yeah. And the uh, next question, this one will be a little bit easier. Uh, what round was Mike Schmidt drafted in the 1971 Major League Baseball draft? That would be the 25th round. <laughs> I'm sorry, Stephen. That's that's not even remotely close. The not third? even remotely close. He was drafted in the second round okay. of the 1971 Major League Baseball draft. I feel as though... You've slipped a little here in recent uh, recent. Uh, I feel months. like the 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 difficulty of my show trivia has gone up substantially. <laughs> uh, well, you know that's 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 kind of part of the deal. Is the longer you go, the harder the questions get. I mean, it's kind of like playing Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. <laughs> so, I believe that this concludes our. Hodgepodge potpourri. I can't wait to hear what this one sounds like. Oh, man. <laughs> I feel as though we owe our, our fans a little bit of an apology on this one. We, we, we may... For the part where we were <laughs> surfing the web looking at G.I. Joe action figures. <laughs> we'll just put this out as a bonus content. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's perfectly fine. Uh, we, 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 may, we may see you before the end of the year. We may have another episode before then. Indeed. Indeed. But the more more organized topics. Indeed. Indeed. So all right. Well, from all of us to all of you, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Good night. Have a pleasant tomorrow. Got it.